Alright, welcome to Chalk It Up, episode number 16, we're back, it's been uh, <clears throat> been quite a break, back here with uh, Tyler Smith and myself, Noah Spanauer, we're going to go over some uh, some interesting stuff today, going to have some good conversation, um, Tyler had himself a summer internship this summer with uh, Tyler. Yeah, so I did an internship with the United States Army this summer, I was able to kind of fall in there as a strength and conditioning intern, human performance intern. I um, was able to learn a lot. That's definitely the career path that I want to go down. I'm really interested in strength and conditioning, uh, especially on the tactical side. It's kind of new and emerging. Um, it's a little bit different than a college setting. So, uh, Good ha- stuff. Ha- having done two internships now, one with a football team and one with uh, you know, the United States Army tactical setting, I would definitely say that I prefer the tactical setting. And we'll be we'll be probably trying to spend the rest of my life get back to the tactical. Hey, setting. at least you got a goal. That's that's as a strength coach. That's yeah. a start. Now, yeah, we're gonna have some good conversation about that tonight. Um, yeah, man. <clears throat> we'll get into it deeper, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. How was your summer, Noah? I mean, I guess I guess this can also be the the chalk it up <laughs> catch up again, right? We'll do uh, this catch up volume two. Yeah, volume uh, two. Yeah, it was, it was a good summer. Um, good summer. Yeah, just working now. Graduated, uh, graduated college back in May. Yeah. Currently, working a job that not gonna be working forever, but <laughs> but that's that's what we're doing right now. And uh, yeah, been training. It's awesome, man. Awesome. It's awesome. Making some money. Yeah. A little bit hey. of money. Nah, it's it's so one, far so good. One thing leads to another, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's uh that's growth, ain't it? That is growth. And that's what we're after. That is what we're <laughs> nah, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, so if we get right into it. Tyler, yeah. we can talk about uh, what you did this summer. If you want to go anything up, how how else was your summer? Do any? Uh, yes, I spent anything else. Um, spent five weeks at Fort Knox and then uh, three weeks in Schofield Barracks, just doing some other stuff with the Army. Good deal. Um, that was really good. I mean, most of my summer was just kind of consumed doing Army related things, but. It was an awesome summer. I learned a ton. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to train a ton. Uh, I think I, I took I worked out pretty heavily when I was at uh, doing my internship at Fort Bragg, and then kind of took a pause when I went to Fort Knox. I think I did one ACFT on the first week, and then didn't. How'd really, that go? Uh, it went well. I mean, it was it was a non graded ACFT. Mm-hmm. Um, it went well. I didn't score the best that. I'd ever scored on it before, but yeah, like I said, um, it, it was not graded. It was not worth any like OML points or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, just took one recently, scored like way better, and then we'll take another one in the springtime. So good deal. Hopefully, hopefully we can chase that six hundred <laughs> that max. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. What, like how is it? How is it graded? Just quickly. No. Yeah. You, uh, so there's there's six events. So it'll start with the three rep max deadlift. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what, like, the minimum standard is, but I know the maximum is, like, 340 for three. So, wait, so you said six events. Is it, like, you get a 100 on each? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, makes so sense. So it starts with a three-rep max deadlift, and all, all of it, so it's graded based off of your age and your gender. Okay. So there's different standards for different age groups and also for, like, different genders. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, males 18 to 21 and then 22 to, like, 20 five or something i'm not 100 sure like i know yeah. i know i'm in the 18 to 21 one um 
But yeah, so you do the three rep max deadlift, and then you'll move to the hand release push-ups, where you'll do as many as you can in two minutes. I think the max is like 57 seconds, or sorry, 57 reps. Yeah. Um, and then you'll move to the power ball throw, uh, overhead power ball throw, which is like you got to throw it like 12 meters, 12.6 meters to max. Like like a full like throw like as yeah. far as you can over your head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like the weight that you're pushing up. No. Okay. It's just yeah. You basically have like a starting line, and then there'll be somebody like on the lane that you're throwing on. Yeah. And they'll mark where your ball lands, and then however far you threw it. Good, yeah, is, good stuff. Is your is your number? Then you'll do the sprint right. drag carry. That that I believe is like a minute twenty nine to max or something. Mm-hmm. Do a three minute three and a half three minute three minute forty second plank, which is brutal. Yeah, that and then brutal. you'll move into your two mile run. <laughs> that um, sounds pretty brutal. Which is like thirteen twenty two. Yeah, so you, you do six events. Um, you get great on each one individually. It's worth each one's worth a hundred points. Um. And yeah, by the time you get to that two mile run, you're just absolutely hurting. Just gassed, yeah, to say the least. So it's been uh, good though. Up. With all that being said, it's been good to get back yeah. into the gym, getting into some lifting. I lost a lot of weight this summer, mm-hmm. so just trying, trying to eat good, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that nutrition back on track. Trying to get the nutrition back on track as well as just getting back in the gym. Yeah, I, I get a text here in training about an hour or so ago saying. Yeah, performance is taking a toll. Oh yeah, you know these late podcasts are taking a toll on performance. <laughs> nah, so, all right, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good little uh, overview of what you were doing this, other stuff that you were doing this summer. Yeah, but yeah I think we jump right into it. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so main, like we said, main idea is going to be talking about Tyler's internship this summer. It's a lot of good experience, I'd say, for him. Like you said, it's something he wants to do. Really, really enjoys the job. So, Tyler, if you could just kind of overview of your internship, your mm-hmm. what you did with the job, uh, anything. Absolutely. So, yeah, I started in May. I went seven weeks at Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina, working with the United States Army. Uh, like I said, I started in May, ended around the 4th of July. That was roughly like seven, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I got exposed to a lot of good things, um, you know, like me and you were kind of talking about yesterday, the Army's, like, perspective on strength and conditioning is much more around, like, human performance versus, like, yeah. your strength coach is your strength coach that gets you big and strong and faster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. like, it's one big massive team that all work – that they all work together, and their number one concern is, like, the well-being of that soldier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, – All different aspects of health, kind of? 100%, yeah. So – Working with strength and conditioning coaches, physical therapists, dietitians, cognitive coaches, mm-hmm. and that kind of creates a blend. That's interesting. Yeah. Of the cognitive coach, that's probably that's probably pretty interesting stuff they have to say. That was, I would imagine. That was really interesting. You know, I learned, I was able to learn a lot about like tracking, um, like your body. Like, I mean, you were talking about heart rate variability mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. Um, like using that as a tool to you know, basically coach yourself up on, like, if your HRV is, like, really high this day, like, your body's probably a lot more primed and, like, recovered, ready to train versus, like, if it's super low. Yeah. Um, then your body's, like, trying to recover. So, you know, for example, like, my sleep has been, like, really bad these last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So my, my heart rate variability has not been where it needs to be at. So I know, like, my body is constantly, like, 
trying to get back to where it needs to be at. Yeah. Um, Recovered a full strength. Kind of. Yeah. So it was it was cool being able to learn like those sorts of things as well as like how important sleep is. Um, different stuff is like as far as like how you can use like imagery and like cog like different yeah. sorts of cognitive training skills yeah. to aid your performance. Um, that's definitely something that's like overlooked in sports yeah, and in hum- yeah and the research is there to, and it shows that like cognitive performance or sorry like cognitive training like can age your performance um whether that be like physically like i think i think there was like yeah. a research um article that we looked at talking about how like if you just like kind of practice like mental reps in your mm-hmm. in your mind um actually showed like trends in improving performance so that makes sense that side of the house yeah we, we talked a little bit about like breath work as well mm-hmm. and just all sorts of things that made it really super interesting and you know hopefully i get to work with um some more of those guys down the road and just kind of get to pick their brain a little bit more absolutely yeah um, you know um i was i heard in the podcast recently it was he was talking about research on um like it'd be like mental fatigue and mm-hmm. how it affects your physical performance, and he said that if you research does show. Now I'm not gonna, I can't really cite or you know yeah. anything any like specific research, so don't obviously take my word for it. But this is coming from a health professional, and he was saying that research has shown that if you kind of like are in a demanding job or something throughout the day, yeah, and it requires a lot of mental energy mm-hmm. you it can tamper over into your physical performance and kind of affect that i'm sure yeah yeah you know, it, it makes it, it makes the the physical exertion like harder yeah i definitely see that so i'm sure yeah so i'm sure yeah. and, and that's one thing too like it's a good thing to work on with in the tactical population you know it's it just it's so much different it's really about like meeting the soldier's needs head on versus like you know you have a football player like we were we were using this as an example yesterday you have a football player right mm-hmm. you know when their game is going to be you know when their season is going to be right with these guys i mean they're out doing the training they're out doing you know whatever they have planned for that day right they're they're constantly under like physical and mental stress yeah right so you have to understand that on the strength and conditioning side like when you're programming for these guys you can't run them into a wall every day right um Mm -hmm. your programming may look a lot different at a certain time of the year like versus like if you're if you're training a football team in the spring like you you have an understanding how you're going to train those guys right where yeah absolutely where these guys might come in and feel like a million bucks one day and then get Mm -hmm. ran into the ground with their actual job the Mm -hmm. next day and then yeah. The 85 to 90% back squats that was programmed for the next day, just it can't, it has to maybe get thrown out the window or just like scaled a little bit. Yeah. So that's really the most unique thing I would say about the tactical setting is just it it's strength and conditioning, but it's just in a so much different setting. Yeah. No, that and, makes sense. So, like, to kind of go off what you were saying there, you know how we were kind of joking yesterday about like yeah. listening to your body. How much of like the tactical, tactical strength and conditioning would you say is like really listening to your body and like you know, Dude, it is working out or training according to how your body feels. 
I think that is probably the sorry that was probably the biggest piece and the biggest like one of the biggest things that was constantly being stressed when I was there was like hey we have to build in like days where these guys like we make basically make them take the days off yeah right yeah um you know because they they want to go 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 they always think that more is better and Mm -hmm. sometimes especially in their case like less might be better for them yeah it could be more beneficial for um coming in there like two to three days a week and hitting what's needed and getting in and out of the gym you know might be better than going like five or six days a week you know, mm-hmm. these guys, um, you know, and, and the, the unique thing about the Army, too, is, is like, all the job demands and stuff, like the rucking, you know, going to the field, like, all of those things, th- those things add up over time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But these guys, call. these guys, like, mindset never change. They, they want to be, like, they want to do, like, the cool things and stuff as far as, like, training goes, yeah. right? So, like, CrossFit was big in the gym. Right, like running ultra marathons was big in the gym. So, not saying that those things are wrong, but you kind of have to like tailor guys towards like a mindset of like, hey, like getting on a bike and doing cardio like might be a better option for you because yeah. you know you're you're gonna have to ask your body to go and ruck ten plus miles like mm-hmm. probably here soon, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's like let's kinda conserve yourself a little bit. Yeah. So you can um, get better effort when it comes time to yeah. and say ruck or something. Exactly. So I would say, you know, back to your question about like, how much of tactical strength and conditioning is just like understanding how to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. I mean man, that is that is like seventy five percent of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. I don't doubt it. That's not only the athlete, but the the guy programming for them. Yeah. Because they have to know their athlete. They got to know what kind of athlete they are. Like, are they the type of guy that's like going to run themselves into the ground, or are they going to like frequently communicate like how they're feeling? Yeah. Um, you know, I believe. Um, they would use like daily questionnaires, so you like log into your program and mm-hmm. have to answer like how you felt that uh, day. That, that's actually a pretty good idea. I've yeah. heard of that before. So and then, you know you. They had the ability to monitor an individual, like on an individual basis, but it was yeah. really kind of more of like a collective thing. Like, how is like mm-hmm. everybody feeling? Yeah. How is everybody recovering? How is everybody eating? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So 100%. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So from going in from that, like say recovery standpoint, what were some pretty cool things that you got to deal with? As far as recovery as goes. As far as recovery and like yeah. things you learned, you know, any anything that yeah kind of tag along that. For sure. So that was uh, one one of the awesome things that like, I was able to get a lot of exposure to was like the recovery, mm-hmm. different sorts of like recovery um, machines and, you know, whatever. Obviously, I'm always going to harp on like sleeping and eating, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you practice what you preach. I know. I'm like, no, I mean, example. yeah. Yeah. Like that's, um, that's number one sleep, at least. Yeah. From and, and honestly, like what, like what the coaches the di- and the dietitians and the cognitive coaches they're all they're all preaching that too mm-hmm. like sleep and eat go to bed at a good time like listen to like your body like look at your hrv yeah oh my like we have those aura rings oh right? yeah, yeah yeah like you know check your hrv check your readiness the next day like get feedback from that maybe adapt your training to that but um like red light beds use those yeah, a couple red, times red light therapy yeah. yeah what were your thoughts on that 
I tried it that one time. I don't know. You tried it out? I tried yeah. it, and I, I don't I, know. I'm sure I may have said this to you, but like, I, I don't know if one time it's going to do it. It's probably yeah. more of like a stay consistent with it. Yeah. But I don't know really what it, like, Yeah. I've heard <clears throat> it helps with your skin, helps with like maybe some stress. I think but, the, the biggest thing that I learned about that was like helping with inflammation. Okay. Um, you know, I have to. I'll have to look at my notes and like. Yeah. Maybe that's something that we can discuss. Yeah, well, we can bring it up later. Later, um, like that. when we're talking about recovery or something, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that conversation yeah, will 100%. happen again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like a big one for like inflammation. Um, I, I think I I used it once or twice. I was never like crazy about it. I think I fell asleep in it one time. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know. It it was an okay tool. Uh, I'm kind of like with you though. Like I would I would need to do some more. Um, experimenting with it mm-hmm. before I like gave a positive answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or gave gave a more educated answer on it. Yeah. Um, besides that, you know, we had access to like the hot and cold, um, the hot and cold tubs. Uh, I learned a little bit about like hot and cold contrast, like kind of like mixing them between the two. Yeah. Um, I I personally never did it. I just. I, I kind of like the, the cold tub it's by itself or like the hot tub by itself. Um, I do wish I would have gave it a shot though. I mean, I like, guess like a, like a quick switch from yes. say hot to cold yeah. or cold to hot. Yeah. And there seems to be a lot of like proven benefits from that. Um, yeah. but like I said, I just never gave it a shot when I was there. Um, the sauna, uh, I've really felt like fell in love with the sauna like over the yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a lot about like the Huberman podcast. Like he did a podcast on like benefits of sauna, and mm-hmm. you know, ever since then, like the coaches were big on it, and I kind of got big on it as well. So mm-hmm. I still, I still am pretty big on it. Um, yeah, I like so that was sauna. that was probably my my favorite tool to use. And then we had uh, the the I think it's called the Noratech the sleeves. I might be saying it wrong. The is it like like for your legs? Yeah, yeah. I so, feel like I think I, it's called Nortec. I, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I've never actually like, used seen them. or used yeah. or anything like that. So I might be pronouncing them wrong, but yeah, we had those as well. I used those a couple times, um, and I've I used them some like when I was playing football, yeah. but you know, it, it is what it is. It's nothing crazy, but yeah, it's just a little something. Yeah. More. Like, um, from everything I heard, I ever hear about recovery, it's like you can always, you, you know, you can get a yeah. massage gun, you can try to, you can use the sauna, which yeah. the sauna has its benefits, that's for sure, but they say just sleep, like sleep and nutrition really, but yeah. mainly sleep, at least for, on the recovery side, because that's really how you rest your body. Now you can definitely, like whenever it comes to high performance training yeah. and, and performing mm-hmm. definitely take like use everything you can yeah. you know massage oh, yeah. gun sauna those cold like cold any type of cold therapy whatever massages yeah. anything but like i think when you throw all those things on top of like a well you know a well executed diet and a well executed sleep plan yeah. then your like potential in the gym kind of like starts to really climbing yeah, i could see that um especially with like things you know, I, I'm just a fan of like you know, use, like using like the heat or like the water. Mm-hmm. You know, like you start getting in with like technology and stuff. I'm not saying like those are wrongs, but like if you're kind of like using like heat and then like you know hot and cold, 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the body like may, and this is just bro science, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like the body just reacts yeah. better to like things that are like naturally yeah, yeah, can occur, sense. you know? But yeah, like, like I said, it's all bro science. Like, I, well, I've heard like the, um, the like, it's like both. It's like the opposite ends of the spectrum type yeah. of thing. So like, you get really hot or yeah. really cold. Both of those are gonna basically like put your body into like a fight or flight type of mode, which like releases the endorphins for yeah. uh, make you feel good first off, and then recovery. Yeah. Um, how your body it basically gets your body more able to deal with stress mm, or yeah. more efficiently deal with stress that's what i've heard yeah so i can see we're just like yeah relying on hot or cold yeah just relying on those can really help but yeah i'm not gonna knock off on any other type of technology or anything because like i i've used a massage gun before it feels really good you know i don't know how actually beneficial it is mm-hmm. but it feels good it's got it's it's there for a reason, yeah. you know. It's but, got its benefits somewhere. Yeah. Whether that be help you like get primed for you to warm up or mm-hmm. just fit mentally puts you in a better spot, whatever that may yeah. be. Um yeah. All those tools have a have a purpose, have a reason. Um it's all about finding what, you know, works best for you. Like, you know, the guy that I worked with, my roommate, right? He was mm-hmm. a he's a cognitive intern. He sat in the red light bed almost every day. <laughs> like he yeah. liked it. That was just kinda his thing. He like, kinda grew to it. And he utilized it. Yeah. You know? For me, I, I did it, like, I can't remember, once or twice, and I was just kind of, like, drawn away from it. I didn't really like it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, everybody's different. Everybody kind of has their own niche. And yeah, whatever well, whatever yeah. mentally can also help you, like, feel better about yourself, like, it's going to help you I think Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a really good way to put it because I'd say if you're in the mental state to go after something or, mm-hmm. you know, work hard, say that's before a workout before a big test before mm-hmm. any type of task you got to do if you're in the right mental state that's going to help you perform a little bit better for sure uh, and like if say you know like for me i like roll like just a regular foam roller mm-hmm. in the gym and yeah. you know like I don't know how beneficial it really is to me. It feels yeah. good, and it also makes me feel like, all right, you're you're getting loose. You're mm-hmm. kind of you're getting more prepared, say, if you didn't do it. Yeah. And so it's just more of a mental thing at that. So point. you do it, right? Yeah. So I do it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So it makes yeah. sense. No doubt. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have anything from this summer that you particularly enjoyed, like? that you're going to like kind of maybe implement into your training or like something that you just really found like kind of like, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that for sure. Well, you know, one thing that I got, I got exposed to was working with like lots of different people. And that's, that's, that's like watching people train. It's like watching different like soldiers train. Mm -hmm. And then also like getting exposed to, a lot of different coaches and coaching styles and like different methods right so you know ever since i've started training in like i've been really big on like kettlebells yeah. like i like to implement them in my warm-up i like to use them i think mm-hmm. you know moving forward like at least in my training like not, not you know if i if i go the college route you know i'm not saying that kettlebells don't have their place but 
there's there's a time and place for them, right? I probably wouldn't necessarily program some kettlebell stuff for like a football team, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so some kettlebell stuff. Like I learned how to use the mace a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I've wanted to try the mace. Yeah, the mace was really cool. Yeah. Um, a couple different like cardio machines, like you know, not really hard to use, but I got to use the Versa climber some. Um, what, yeah, it's what like is, that thing, you know. <laughs> I think I, I think I've seen I've yeah, seen videos of it. Before. Yeah, if you if you saw it, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm like LeBron was big on them a couple okay. years back. Um, so got to use the Versa climber, like the Watt bike. Like those were all cool things to use. Um, I learned a lot of different like training styles, so I got really comfortable with using like bands and chains, as well as like learning the conjugate kind of the conjugate yeah. method yeah. a little bit. Um, learned some just kind of like some old school, like power training styles, like some contrast training, um, you know, just kind of like refine my, my like philosophy on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like those are the things that I think were like the biggest takeaways, like being in the gym every single day, mm-hmm. working with soldiers and seeing these coaches like programming different ways. Um, I got very familiar with like a lot of like unique names in the strength and conditioning field. Yeah. Um, like you know, me and you were talking about like Joel Jameson yesterday. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I learned about like, he has a conditioning template template called it's called uh, the eight week out like conditioning template, and it's basically like you know, and oh, this is just off the top of my head, but it's it's three days of training, and it's like it's like an easy day like a medium day and a hard day and a lot of it mostly is around like conditioning your body but mm-hmm. there is some strength training like sprinkled into it yeah um so i've prepared like one of those and i'm gonna like, try to give it a shot in a couple months okay, but cool. yeah um yeah also like i said just using like the kettlebells like i learned a ton of different kettlebell varieties like kettlebell exercises ways to like program kettlebells like into your like conditioning yeah um you know, because kettlebells have so much, so much benefit, in my opinion, right? You know, yeah. you, you have a dumbbell that's like the weight's evenly distributed, right? You throw a kettlebell in there, it, you know, throws a wrench in it a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to um, ask next, sorry to mm-hmm. interrupt there, but uh, like what, what little variability from using a kettlebell, like what does that change kind of? You know, in terms of like not say if yeah. you didn't use a kettlebell, and that uh, might that might be a hard question yeah. because like yeah, it's still weight, but yeah. Um, the thing that I would say that I think a kettlebell brings like the most value to is just like the difference in your training, right? Like yeah, who seriously can be like yeah, I used kettlebells like a ton. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's, a, that's a good point. So it's like it's just it's just a change in your training, right? If you're if you're looking to like kind of like spice it up a little bit, like you start doing some kettlebell yeah, stuff, yeah, and then no, I enjoy I definitely enjoy every yeah, year in there throwing I some mean, stuff in there. You look at you could you could legitimately do almost everything with a kettlebell that you could with a dumbbell, and then there's a lot of things that you could do with a kettlebell you couldn't necessarily yeah, do with a dumbbell, that's true, yeah, right? So. Me and you have been doing, like, the kettlebell cleans for, like, our warm-up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you could do, like, a dumbbell. Like that, too. A dumbbell, some sort of dumbbell clean. Like, I don't I don't even know if that's a thing. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you could probably find a way to. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I think a kettlebell just adds a lot of variety. It adds something different to your training. Um, it's great for like grip strength. You can do a lot yeah, of yeah, good point. You can do a lot of core exercises with it. You know, you can do all like the farmers carries are big with the kettlebells. But you, know, you can obviously do this with dumbbells as well. Um, but yeah, you know, get into some like kettlebell swings, kettlebell snatches, like one arm kettlebell cleans. Mm-hmm. You know. You can get into like kettlebell like upright rows. You know, I I really like doing kettlebell upright rows for like training training like neck, like my upper oh, okay. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can do like all kinds Honestly, of anything. I, I was telling you about like. the the kettlebell goblet squats. Yeah, like how that like I feel like to oh, me yeah. just crushes my core. Yeah, like you can you can you can do a lot of stuff with kettlebell and man and like I said I've always I feel like from here like moving forward I'll always have some sort of kettlebell training in my program if I can going in there yeah, yeah. It, it I agree it's, it's fun to yeah. have in there like I like um, I like a good one-handed front squat kettlebell mm-hmm. like it like from like into a kettlebell snatch into like a yeah. one-arm front squat something just something to mix it up a little bit feels pretty good it's a to me it's just the way I see the benefit is like it's different. It allows you to do different things. Like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do a one-armed snatch. Yeah. Into a front squat with a dumbbell, uh, I could. I, 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 it I wouldn't mean, make it doesn't make me like a dumbbell doesn't really make me like oh I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You know like or especially not a barbell because that's yeah. like who I've never even thought about doing that. Maybe not a bad idea, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like. It kind of just opens up a few yeah. different types of. Well, uh, for like single arm, single arm training, I'm not sure if there's a better tool than a kettlebell yeah. to like train single arm power and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you got your metabolism and stuff, but yeah, like doing those sorts of things with a kettlebell, like you can really work those, you know, your limbs, you know. Yeah, your stabilizer <laughs> muscles and everything. Yeah, um, good stuff. Um, anything else you think, you know, takeaways or anything from the internship and the job this summer? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, I got a lot of good coaching experience. Coaching. Um, kind of found my like, place with, you know, teaching and correcting form. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an area that I'd not, I had not got a lot of practice in. I mean, coming from my internship previous year, I was still very new to like learning the material. Yeah. And I still am learning the material, right? You know. Yeah, you, but you're kind of constant. Like, I feel like you're constantly learning different stuff. Yeah. At least in terms of like strength and conditioning or yeah, just weightlifting in general. Mm-hmm. You, you can find new ways to do things. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, kind of found my place like coaching. I felt like I got really comfortable coaching towards the end of that internship like i feel like i knew like i knew what i was doing out yeah. there like not saying like in the past I had no idea what i was doing but i just wasn't confident yeah i just wasn't confident in myself and like i kind of was second guessing myself as i was coaching it and which is like a horrible thing to do yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i kind of found my my coaching voice and and some confidence there got things rolling i got to create some like some programs um that i thought went well for the people that executed them um got good feedback from them and my coaches that worked with me um learned a lot about like conditioning energy system development that was an area that i was pretty weak in still am not very strong in but you know that's i know that so like i'm going to focus on that yeah um 
brings it to light a little yeah. bit more. Got to kind of do some trial and error with like that basketball program. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I say that like everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I had to make like a 12 a week college program. I chose basketball and um, I got a lot of good feedback on like some corrections and stuff. Um, really with the conditioning portion of it, but um, overall went well. I like learned a ton. Um, you know, it was pretty close to home. Yeah. Over the summer, so I got to got to like hang out at the beach a lot. Yeah, that's um, cool. Down there near in Fayetteville. Um, but yeah, man, I had a blast. Like, can't can't sounds wait. Like, yeah, sounds like an incredible experience. I mean, can't ever like describe. <laughs> I like I was like I said at the beginning of the podcast like I'll spend the rest of my life trying to figure out how to get back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's what you want though. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the idea is to find your way and sure. what you want to do, and it's it's a great great opportunity you had and great experience, and yeah, that's awesome. No doubt. Very cool. Um, so to kind of keep going here with you mentioned like coaching, and we're gonna talk on other podcasts and stuff about other types of strength and conditioning but Mm -hmm. a good thing and we mentioned this last night um to talk about is would say like the differences you know we uh in tactical strength and conditioning versus say collegiate or athletic Mm -hmm. strength and conditioning um if you're gonna kind of yeah go along there yeah run down the road what you got there for sure so at least for me going into my internship i kind of had an idea painted in my mind about what tactical strength and conditioning would look like and not saying that i was like completely wrong but it was a lot different than what was in my mind Mm -hmm. so you know originally i thought you know these guys are going to want to like get better at their job. Like the, the strength conditioning aspects going to be focused around their job. You know, if you have any sort of like periodization, it's around their job. Um, that's kind of, that was kind of what was in my mind before I went into that. Yo, that that um, was your idea of a tactical. Yeah. yeah. So like every guy's going to be training for their job. Yeah. There's going to be like a structurized, philosophy that each coach has that yeah. helps the soldier succeed at his job like physically yeah yeah and then you know you get there and it's like well this guy wants to run like a hundred mile race yeah you know, or yeah. like go play in like a men's sports league you know uh how can we help him do that like safely and effectively yeah and also like how can we like creating a sound program that will also help him in his job, but also help him achieve his goals outside of his job. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really more like managing what these guys want more so than helping them become better soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And that was unique in my mind because oftentimes you had, you have guys that come in and they give you a very clear goal. Like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds and bench 315, and also want to run like a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. that, that's, that's not, some goals, that's not necessarily clear goals but like those are like all like goals that's like okay well like at least you're giving me something that it's, i can like put on paper and i like kind of go after yeah, yeah um measurable at least yeah i mean um but then then you have guys come in it's like hey help me be better at my job like and that's awesome and that's what like what most guys want to coach you know yeah um but yeah so 
I would say like that's on the tactical side of the house, whereas like, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier on the college or athletic side, like you're training, you know, athletes, right? And you know or you kind of have an idea of like when their when their season is, when their practices are, when their off days are. Like you have all of these things in mind that you can like program your training around. And that really, you know, I will never say that like the scheduling aspect of strength and conditioning is easy, even on the college side, but it's a lot easier to lay out a training program when you know what's coming ahead versus if if you don't know, because being a, you know, a tactical athlete, you, you're like, you're always in season. Yeah. You're always training. You're always, I mean, it's a year round job. Like you have to constantly be at, I guess, peak performance as they say you know yeah. like you have to always be ready when it comes and and now athletes a college athlete i would say should constantly be in yeah you know above average to best shape yeah. they can be in if they're not in, like it's not necessarily as important in march or something if they're playing football in august september october mm-hmm. so i mean for a college athlete, you have to think about like what part of the season you're in and what's the main focus. All right, in the off season, you're trying to maybe improve some work capacity so these guys can get a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. a little bit faster, right? Um, whereas <laughs> you might start a work capacity phase with, you know, a tactical athlete, and it's like, <laughs> you know, he he's asked to do something else that's contradicting in his job versus what he's doing in the weight room. Yeah. So I don't know. It it all is like a unique blend of things. And that's why going back to like the recovery aspect, like programming off days and like days where these guys don't do a lot of stuff. Like they'll often ask, Hey, I'm going on vacation for like 10 days. What do I need to do? And they'll always be like, don't do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like, because your body needs the rest. Like, take yeah. the time to rest. Don't go and work out. Don't, because they'll go run like five, six, seven miles on a beach, and it's like, yeah, like, you're never like recovering. Yeah, <laughs> how are you gonna fully recover? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, or they'll go on vacation t- and do like crazy hikes, and it's like, that's cool and all, but like, how about a day where you, just, you like, don't do anything? Sit on the beach, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> uh, something Relax. like that. So, I don't know. It, I I love being able to compare the two like i've been a college athlete i've worked in like as an intern in college athletics yeah uh and then i've saw i mean heck i've even done i've done some army stuff as well and then i've also like worked as an army strength conditioning coach as an intern so it's like i'm kind of getting to see like really the the difference between the two Mm -hmm. and it's it's really amazing um strength the strength and conditioning principles never change it's just about how you apply it you know, yeah, for, yeah, it makes sense. For the college athlete, I see what you're saying. It's applied systematically, and then for the tactical athlete, it's applied based off like uh, a personal need, kind of individualized. Yeah. So that's what I guess kind of keeps it. It will keep it interesting. Keeps it keeps interesting. It, yeah. It'll keep you as a tactical strength and conditioning coach kind of on your toes, oh, but no, not no. in a bad way. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it, it kind of keeps you constantly adjusting and learning, like yeah. like we were saying, like, which is a great thing, because you 
you need to constantly be learning. We got to think as a as a as a college football coach, right? So you take Alabama strength staff. They're writing a program for. You take you take all the different positions, right? You, you your DBs and wide receivers are probably doing something similar, right? So there's one group. Your mm-hmm. offense and defense linemen are probably doing something similar. Your quarterbacks are probably doing something different. Your specialists are probably doing something different. And then you're like running backs and linebackers probably doing something that's similar. So it's like five or six things right there. Then you have yeah. a couple guys that are hurt. So maybe maybe at the end or during the season you're programming for like 15 different people, right? You have a couple yeah. of different people hurt and then you're programming for all the different position groups, right? Or it's tactical. It's like you're programming for like 80 to 90 literally different individuals, right? This is not like a cookie cutter program. Like this guy has a bad knee, can't really squat, but he wants to run. <laughs> yeah. He wants to run 10 mile race or something like you, you have all these different like scenarios mm-hmm. and all these different, you know, a guy might have a bad shoulder, a guy, you know, he might want he might want to do CrossFit, but he doesn't want to do what's on CrossFit.com. He wants you to write his CrossFit yeah. program. Yeah. Or like literally whatever. This guy's doing a triathlon. This guy's yeah. playing in a men's basketball league. Like all sorts of things, yeah, right? And ver- it it varies from it person does. to person. Yeah. And you know, like going back to the college setting, you this guy's programming for one one thing in mind, which is football, for maybe fifteen different people. Yeah. And then you flip over to the tactical side. This guy's programming for hundreds of people with hundreds of different individual goals. Yeah. And what um, I kind of just thought of this, but you whenever at least in to me whenever you hear strength and conditioning, you kind of like pinpoint like I automatically start thinking lift weights, get stronger, be able to perform better, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how like you see, you kind of define strength and conditioning. But when it comes to tactical strength and conditioning, it's so much more. And I'm not, I'm not saying that collegiate is just that. Like it's, yeah. I, guess, I feel I'm just, what I'm trying to say is I think that people don't fully understand. Yeah what goes into it well it's like i didn't you know like, like yeah. i said i had that picture painted in my mind like this is how it'll look yeah this is how it should be done this is how i would do it based off what i've learned in a classroom or in another internship yeah or and, just like ideas you've, yeah. you've just created over yeah. the years yeah and then you get there and it's like you know it it is a lot of what you think it is but it's also like very different yeah but you know, it's a very it's an awesome like setting to be in. It's a unique setting to be in. And you know, working with those working with that population is in my opinion like super rewarding. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, it's awesome to like maybe be like a football coach and win a conference championship and get like a conference championship ring, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're helping like you're literally helping America's like finest men and women be be good at their job yeah which know. is what everybody should appreciate yeah. because you know they're defending you yeah for sure so i don't know um yeah 100 i'm all i'm just kind of like an army like nerd anyway so it's like i i really just love doing that and like super grateful for the opportunity and yeah that's kind of like what i'll i'll chase in in my life <laughs> awesome yeah no that's 
I think that's great. I'm I'm glad you did have the opportunity because that's what you want. If you when you find something you want to do, that's what there ain't really nothing better than that. Yeah, man. In my opinion, um, yeah. So we can kind of I guess for anybody, if, I would say for anybody listening that would want to maybe think about pursuing this or anything else, just kind of overall thought process for tactical strength and conditioning, you know, stuff you like, stuff you maybe you might implement that, say, you didn't have implemented this summer, just anything that you think is good, bad, pros, cons, stuff like that, just kind of a quick little overview. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it kind of, like, the first couple weeks threw me off, just not really, like, it was just different, kind of, like, I guess seeing the what was like expected of me every day. Yeah. And I kinda had something else in mind as far as like how it actually was going to be like how the programming and stuff was, how the training and stuff was gonna be. Um But going back to like the training and stuff being a little bit different, uh I I get so caught up in like adding stuff to like my training and mm-hmm. like exercises and stuff. Um, adding like 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 just different exercises that I see yeah and I learned like kind of the hard way like I I need to stop doing that yeah I need to stop adding exercises in um so like going through that and like working with those coaches and kind of how they like you know looking at there's a thing called an exercise menu where it kind of like helps you like be organized with you know, your like vertical pushes or your horizontal pushes, vertical pulls, vertical horizontal pulls, like those sorts of things. Like Yeah. Getting too much of those things is like kinda of starts to like overcomplicate things as well. So learn that. Um that was definitely a good benefit. And just working with like a lot of different coaches, right? They their experience just kinda of like rubs off on you and they're telling you like, Hey, like you're doing this like this is really dumb. Like stop doing this. This is like this yeah. makes no sense. Especially yeah. like when I was making my program for the basketball, it was like, are you sure that you would be wanting to do this sort of conditioning with this basketball team? Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Um, things that could have been improved on. I mean, just trying to just honestly like a fake it till you make it attitude. Yeah. <laughs> like when I'm on the floor coaching, like just, just be confident. Like go forward with it. Like, yeah. At least kind of act like you understand everything that you're doing. And, like, for the most part, I did. But, like I said, there was times where I, like, was kind of second-guessing myself. So, definitely just having, like, a fake-it-till-you-make-it attitude, man. And, like I said, I feel like I eventually developed that that sort of attitude where I was like, hey, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm out here for a purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just got to feel like you belong. You got to have yeah. the confidence. Um, also, I mean, I think this applies with anything. Regardless of what you're doing, whether that's sports, job, school, anything, is the willingness to learn. Yeah. Uh, like, you can go out there and and act like you know what you're doing. And, yeah. And, but you have, you, I feel like you still have to have the mindset like, okay, I, if I don't know this, I admit I don't know it. Yeah. And you learn, because that, I feel like that's. That's what faking it till you make it is all about. Yeah, it's like, nah. 
Yeah, like you you out there and act like it, but like you're picking up details and you're like asking questions and stuff like that. Keep going. You're like just eager to like get better. Yeah. And yeah, and, yeah, and dude, that's 100% my attitude. Like I'm big on taking notes. Mm-hmm. Like I write down so many notes. Yeah. Um, like I'm sitting here with a notebook right now. It's like <laughs> I've had it for like a month. And it's almost like full. Yeah. Like I just write stuff down. I have so many Google Docs and stuff. And and honestly. You know, taking notes is awesome, but another thing too that really helps you is just try it. Like trial and error. With yeah. What you're like? Yeah. What are you confused about? Well, I'm confused about like how to do this. Like how should my how should my athlete's form look? Well, go record yourself doing it, and then tell me if you look right, and then oh you 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 think it looks right? So tell me what you're doing in the video. Yeah. Well, I'm doing this with my bag. This with my whatever it may be. Okay, well, you're doing it right. And that's how you coach it. You just coach, coached me on how you're doing it. I go coach yeah, them. Yeah, no, so, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you do those things and you put in, like, those little extra reps. And the next thing you know, like, when you're when you're faking it until you make it, right, you eventually get to where you're like, hey, I, like, I'm really confident yeah. with these sorts of things. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've heard, uh, heard, like, if you really want to understand something, take the concept or whatever you're trying to understand and explain it to someone else. So, cause by, yeah. by saying stuff and like going over it with someone else, whether that's form, whether that's, uh, learning like, like, um, I guess terminology and like programming, yeah. uh, stuff. Like if you're trying to really grasp that concept, try to explain it to somebody. Yeah. So that's that's like an excellent point. So like one of the things that I was tasked with every Friday was I had a weekly article to read. And then I would basically have to summarize that article and give a five minute or less presentation on it. Hitting the main points. Right? And we talked from like talk talk through periodization, like exercise selection, how to, you know, use like testing Testing like different testing methods on like military personnel, um, like repeated sp- sprint uh, ability, um, different aerobic training like principles. Like man, like all these different you know injuries and rehab. Like a- ACL was one I read I read about. So a whole different you know a whole like slew of things in the strength and conditioning field that I was like tasked with reading and then giving a presentation on it. Yeah. And like you said, just like regurgitating that information that you learn to people that already know it. And then they ask you questions on it and you're like responsible for answering those questions. Right. You kind of feel some pressure to like read, study, do well, and then present something well. Yeah. And then answer any questions that are given to you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's spot on. Like, I learned a lot through just reading and, like, teaching stuff that I barely knew to people that already knew it. Yeah. And it's like they yeah. already they already knew it. Um, they knew I didn't know anything or to just learn this stuff. Yeah, but they want to help you learn it. They want to help me learn it. So they're going to ask me, you know, like, there was one coach there. that He would always ask me, like, he would always ask me, like, the best questions. And he, and he would ask me, even, even if the article was on something really boring, he would always ask me a really good question. Yeah. And most of the time I could never answer it because I would never know. And then he'd tell me the answer. And then like me and him would ta- always talk after I gave these presentations. 
And that one question that he asked me would spark to a conversation that led me like doing more research or yeah. looking further into what he's talking about yeah. or just something along those lines, yeah. um, which was awesome. Yeah, no, for, um, sure. for sure. But, yeah, kind of, you know, some other things that I liked. Um, did a lot of, like, one-on-one sessions with the coaches. Just don't like had one on like strength training, like how to how to program it, how to design programs. One on like diet, like, like how to like create a diet, how to like use nutrition as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, like personal recovery with the cognitive guys, like breath work, um, using the machines, like getting sleep. Um, did one on like drinking alcohol, you know, all sorts of things. Um, the recovery tools that we talked about. I may yeah. have just said that. Um, man, just everything human performance that you could think of, right? We yeah. had like six to seven of these sessions, and they were kind of front-loaded. But, yeah, that was awesome because cool. I had an hour to get briefed on all of this stuff. And then, hey, ask me any question that you want. Like, what questions do you have from, you know, what I just taught you? Yeah. We can talk yeah. about it. That's cool. Um yeah. You know, and I keep, I feel like I'm beating like a dead horse here, but going back to like tactical strength and conditioning, right? Um, I never realized, like I always thought that linear periodization was the only way to go. I always thought non-linear periodization, there was never really a place for it. Yeah. Until I got the tactical strength and conditioning. Yeah. And then I realized that. It changed your perspective yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There is a place for it. Because yeah. it's hard to like be super structured and super linear when you don't know how these guys are going to be feeling in ten days. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Valid point. So like using a nonlinear approach can help. Like you know, you could build up using you can use the RPE scales. or build up to like five RMs or three RMs. Yeah, or do something like the conjugate where they have some like play days with like the dynamic effort and the max effort days and also they can like kind of like play around with their conditioning so that was something that i really learned about and i liked um yeah i mean honestly i I really can't think of any negative negative effects i mean like dude i had a blast like Yeah, yeah you know I woke up every day and was like, I'm, I'm ready to go to work. Yeah. That's, and, you know, that's like what, I feel like in life, that's what you strive for. That's absolutely what you do because at that point, it's not really work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something you really enjoy doing. No, that's awesome. Yeah. You don't mean, you don't have to keep talking. Like that's, yeah. So anybody, um, anybody interested in that? There's some very good, good perspective on what it looks like, uh, what you do, good benefits aspects of the job that's awesome i'm glad you had that experience tyler um good stuff yeah man. uh we can end here quickly uh or not um <laughs> just going forward just go with the flow you know yeah go ahead absolutely now going forward to kind of i'd say if you could you never know how your plans uh, yeah. change and everything like that but like Say mapping out your final year in school. I'll kind of go over a little bit of my plans. Yeah. But uh, final year in school, plans going forward. Yeah. Uh, we can, 
end up talking about training goals and yeah. stuff. But yeah, so like, what do you, how do you, what do you see yourself doing here within the next year or so? So, um, in my senior year of college, I'm a physical education major at Winston Salem State University. Um, right now, man, I'm really just trying to secure these teaching licenses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they always say like Ed TPA is difficult like you don't realize how difficult it is until you're like in in it um yeah so i'm really just trying to get my teaching license in physical education and and that's really it like solely because i've made it this far in physical education all right it's something to have i'm just gonna get them 100 percent. it's Um, not a bad idea at all yeah and plus you know from my my understanding of that is it's easier to get them and re-up your license than it is to obtain them yeah so you know I don't know what my life's going to look like in 40 years. Yeah. there yeah. I might be a PE teacher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you never so, know. Like I said, plans change sometimes. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen to you. But but uh, from there, I'm going to try to go to gra- graduate school, do some sort of um, graduate degree in kinesiology. Um, and then from there, you know, try to be a graduate assistant you know i was telling you about the the research assistant thing like Mm -hmm. i'm hoping i can get into some like research on the kinesiology side um you know at lsu if if that doesn't pan out for me then try to try to become a graduate assistant um strength and conditioning coach and then just do strength and conditioning um try to get a job in that in the next couple years so yeah um i i Obviously, both routes are like going to lead to the end goal, which is to be a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere down the road, be a tactical strength and conditioning coach. Like that, both of those routes are like taking me to the same place, which is cool. But mm-hmm. it's like I got one that I really want to do, and I have a cool opportunity to maybe do it. If it doesn't work out, like I kind of have a backup plan. Try to go like pursue. That a gra- could still help you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, help you get that to obtain that goal. Yeah. yeah. So. Those are kind of the two things that I'm looking at in the next year, and then also I'll commission as a lieutenant, second lieutenant in the army. Good stuff. Um, Good stuff. Uh, CSCS, mm-hmm. try to get that. Um, I think I'm eligible to take my test in January, so I'll probably do that. And then, depending on how involved I want to get, or how like, I guess, I guess what like my availability to pursue a job like as a tactical strengthening coach strength and conditioning coach is going to be like uh, getting my my t-sac which is like my tactical strength and conditioning oh, okay. one. cool yeah. um my that might be something that i get down the road um as i start to like pursue that career path more seriously but mm-hmm. it's really hard to go from like undergraduate to tactical because normally the tactical guys want a lot of experience and they want experience at like big bigger schools yeah so you know Whereas, like, a GA, you can kind of come in as, like, somebody like me have done two internships. Like, I might could get a, a graduate assistant's job, a graduate assistant job as a strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. It's really not the same for tactical because they want their hunting experience. Like, they're hunting, like, well-proven guys. Yeah. Which yeah, I understand. understandable. But um, tactical is going to have to be something I pursue down the road. Yeah. Good but, stuff. No, yeah. that's a – you have a – good plan i mean you have your vision of what you want to do and sounds like that you have pretty good uh pretty good paths to pursue that that's that's awesome yeah man so uh 
Good stuff. Well, what's uh, what's the next couple years looking like for you? Honestly, not really, uh, not really sure at this point. I think, well, right now I'm uh, like I was telling you, I'm working on my uh, personal trainer certification. So, are you currently working on that? Like, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little less than halfway through. I'm about there's 23 chapters. I'm on chapter eight right now. So, how does that work? I, I've never so like heard you know, anybody talk about the process for that. So I mean, it it's the whole thing is just like a it's like taking an online yeah. college class or something like that. You know, it's uh you you go through the course, you uh end up taking a certification exam. Uh after that you're certified. Now I'm not sure how I'm now I know for a fact it's not gonna be nearly as hard as like say a CSCS uh-huh. or some type of an exam. But it is pretty lengthy. Yeah. Because it makes sense. You don't want a personal trainer out there that doesn't really know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Or she know what they're doing because you're still dealing with people and their health and you want to take care of them. But the goal is to obtain that certification, start working in a gym somewhere, get some good experience training clients and everything, operating a gym. We've talked before about maybe like owning a gym before uh down the road obviously but like i think that'd be pretty cool yeah sure but i I, like i said i don't know where exactly it's gonna take me but i I know i do want to work in the kind of fitness industry yeah and so this to me is a good first step forward yeah considering my college degree is not in an exercise related type of field i think it i think it's a good it's a good start, at least. So, and it'll be interesting. You'll learn. I think you'd learn a lot. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like you said, you got one-on-one sessions. That's something that I've never really had dealt with before. But yeah, me either. You can learn a lot. Uh, yeah. How people, people's motivation, people's like overall like willingness to work and everything like that. So, I'm pretty excited. To, I'm working to get it done hopefully yeah. by the end of the year and i mean not I'll, i will get it done by the end yeah. of the year now whether that right now i'm planning to be done mid-november uh mid-november early december might be speeding that up because it'll kind of work at your own pace type of thing mm-hmm. but it is a, it is a, a lot of information in there so yeah i can't just fly through it and not listen to it but yeah right now that the uh, CPT is the goal, mm-hmm. and then from there, I could see myself going, like I was telling you, going back to grad school and kind of pursuing a a graduate degree in some type of field of kinesiology, exercise science, yeah. uh, any type of exercise-related, mm-hmm. uh, strength and conditioning-related type of job there but we're not 100% sure so yeah Defin- I will say definitely gonna keep it keep it in the back of the head for something to do I'll say that there's like never a shortage of like coaches that won't help in their like weight room like mm-hmm. you can always go in there and help out yeah. and they will give you some sort of you know products that they've built to you know in strength and conditioning or just overall like general knowledge 
like getting on the whiteboard in my first ever internship was like having the coach like walk me through how he programs yeah was like this is how it's done like yeah this is not throwing together random stuff like this is like this makes sense there's a structure to this yeah right and like regardless of where you go to graduate school like you could easily get reps and like wherever you're yeah 100 percent. it's about the experience yeah i feel like a lot of it is connections too yeah for sure but yeah and uh just doing something that you enjoy that's like the more I've realized it, the, I mean, the more I've kind of gone on, the more I realize like this is something I enjoy doing. So it'll That's be awesome, man. It, it'll be interesting to see kind of where it takes both of us. Honestly, yeah. um, it's exciting. I, it something definitely is exciting. I, I love it. I'm like, I'm really passionate about it, and yeah, the field is just is getting bigger, and it's like it's getting more attention. And yeah. it's getting more competitive too, which is like a good thing as well. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I know the Army's like growing their H2F programs by a lot, right? So there's going to be more opportunities for like coaches to fill in to become tactical strength and conditioning coaches. Um, you know, like special operations is growing across all branches, like the strength coaches that they're utilizing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you know, like I said, college athletics just continues to improve their strength and conditioning stuff. So, yeah. at, at least for the most part, now like some of them aren't making any progress. But um, what we need to really talk about is high school strength and conditioning. Yeah, one podcast. yeah, we can uh, we can save that for another one yeah. because that'll really uh, that could be a that could be a, like a two hour conversation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, it's awesome. It's good. To, it's good to be back home. Yep. It's good to be back training. We're hitting a little. Was it? Is it Tib Army? It's the uh, yep, Tib Army. Uh, the uh, strength and bodybuilding uh, guru Christian Thibodeau. Now he is well recognized though in the industry and yeah, got a lot of good programs. We're hitting the four seasons of lifting program right now. We're on so it's split up a little background split up into four four seasons four uh blocks you start with the bodybuilding you didn't do the body did you yeah we just hopped in on the, yeah so it's bodybuilding for the block one powerlifting block two weightlifting is called the block three which i think is kind of olympic type lifts um and then block four strongman so it'll be uh, fun to kind of. I don't know how. I I do plan on completing the whole thing, but we have that Spartan race. Yeah, we up have in November. A couple things coming up on the agenda. Um, so it could it could delay the training here a little bit, but. Yeah, dead simmers coming up as dead well. Dead yeah. Squat over. Which we're gonna. Would be uh yeah gonna get right for those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to be back training, training hard, getting in the weight room. No doubt, gonna get these podcasts gonna be, start becoming more consistent. Got some new mics, upgraded the mics. Hopefully yeah. they sound. A lot of things happening here pretty, in Chalk It Up Studio. Good. Yeah, new studio <laughs> too. Like never recorded in this place. Yeah. Till now, you know, we don't. We, we've experienced a lot of different things. You know, like 
some technological Couple, difficulties. But. Te- technical difficulties. Like we we were outside one time. Yeah. The bugs got us. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know. We haven't been we haven't been low. very consistent in the past, but that's kind of because we've all been we've kind of been all over the place. Yeah. And uh, now it's not really a problem no more. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice to soon start trying to pump out like two a week. Yeah, I think that's the general idea. Two a week, you know. If it's, uh, if it's one, if it's three, it's, yeah, it, it it'll vary. It'll average about two a week, though. Um, I think so, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna have a lot of good content coming up. Uh, not sure what the next one's gonna be, but we're gonna continue to dive into the whole strength and conditioning field, uh, bodybuilding field, powerlifting, high school strength and conditioning. We'll talk about some sports, some programming, yeah. some everything. I think, I think the way I mean, just trial and error. We've been doing this for like probably what close to two years now. Yeah. We've been trying to do it. We've yeah. been here. We've been sporadically doing it for two years now. Yeah. So, but, you know, we we've learned at least I've learned that we can sit on here and have conversations about like things that like that was talked about today way easier than like when we go and research. You know who won the nascar race on yeah Sunday, yeah right like, because like that was kind of like originally like we were like trying to make it sports focused and yeah it's just kind of hard to do that because like, like to a, be to be honest i don't really care about sports I, as much as i used to no like i um, I, I can i can talk about them but i'm not yeah. i don't it's not really i'm not super passionate about it i mean it's like like growing up i was it definitely of, plays in. It yeah. plays into it, obviously, but like yeah, hundred percent. Like, and there, and am I saying uh, we'll never like not talk about sports again? Like, yeah, there's going to come a time <laughs> when we do. But yeah, we'll bring we'll bring it up every but, here and there. You know, I feel like there was definitely a time where we were like having to like research things that we like, for, like golf matches that I didn't even watch a whole of it that I was having to like talk about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm saying the right stuff. <laughs> I mean, trial and error with it. Yeah, um, yeah. You live and you learn. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, it's, it's honestly what, though, but um, so yeah, I think I think moving forward, like it'll probably be geared more towards like health and fitness. I think that's yeah. what. So primarily, like the idea behind it, behind it was the origin of Chalk It Up. What right? what I'm excited, I think, for is some of our episodes that I think we'll do are will be more like it won't be completely based on physical fitness, mm-hmm. yeah, as much as like say mental. Yeah. Or yeah, there's a lot like that. Um, there's a lot that that we can talk and about. And like we were talking about, gonna start having some guests on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dip from. I would say, majority will be uh, a fitness background or industry type of person, but you know we'll throw in some some coaches, some different just different perspectives that sure can kind of use because. Kind of all, all ties in somehow. Physical, I'd say like one thing that I have learned, and like it, like I kind of started reading because of it, like reading books and everything because of it. It's like you want to like, as I've been training more and like trying to grow my like body and like be more like healthy mm-hmm. overall. <clears throat> yeah, it's not just being healthy like your body. You know, you want to kind of like grow personally mm-hmm. with like different stuff and so like that's why i think like reading books is really good for people because it helps you 
just expand knowledge in yeah. different ways you wouldn't if you weren't doing that yeah i agree 100 percent um you know growth can be defined in like so many different ways like growth can like be taking time off work <laughs> yeah to yeah. like rejuvenate a little bit um mm-hmm. you know like one thing that i'm like always big on is like laying out everything that i need to do for the day executing it by a certain time and then yeah not doing like yeah school relaxing work. yeah yeah it's like kicking back sometimes it like here recently has not really been the case like <laughs> it's uh sometimes for a different time yeah but uh sometimes it goes over but you know that's fine like that's life you know sometimes you just gotta like you just gotta adapt um but yeah i i agree 100 percent. like growth growth can be measured and defined in many different ways reading um like taking time off work or doing doing less is sometimes doing more yeah um taking care of your body no doubt no doubt Um, yeah, we're gonna have some good conversations moving forward. I'm really excited about it. So yeah, absolutely. So we'll continue to get after it. Good to be back. No Talking doubt. about episode 16 is coming to a close. Appreciate you listening. Good conversation. All right. Sure. Out.